about something really important to me today. Girl, tell us what... I just got goosebumps when you said that. Okay, anyways, let's <laughs> let's get into it. What are we talking about today, girl? We are talking about uh, shaking off childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. This is a deep one today. This is deep. Yeah, this is a deep one We're today. diving. <laughs> Dove. We, is it diving? Dovin. Dove. Dived. Okay, let us know in the comments. <laughs> let us know in the comment section because wow, we don't what know is English. English? <laughs> what even is English? But we have taken a deep dive mm-hmm. today because you know uh, we like topics like this sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we don't want to just talk surface stuff. Sometimes yeah. we want to talk about no. Some and we kind of pre warned you guys that we will be getting into some stuff. This so. is some real stuff, you know. And so some just a little bit of uh, background on it. Mm-hmm. This episode is looking at the effects of how some things we experience as children affect us greatly once we're adults. Sometimes we even bury the trauma deep inside our hearts as it was too painful and confusing as a child to deal with, Mm -hmm. and this adversely affects us as adults. Mm -hmm. We then see the remnants of our trauma trickle into our day-to-day lives as adults, Mm -hmm. and we end up making our current relationships suffer the burden of our pain. Yeah, any kind of relationship. Any kind of relationship. It could be a parental relationship like you as a parent, Mm -hmm. Or it could be a relationship that you have with your own parents, a relationship you have with your friends, your partners, whatever. Yeah. Something will suffer if you don't deal with your trauma. Your trauma. Exactly. And um, we always like to let you guys know like what triggered the conversation. So what triggered this conversation? Ruby is a person who has a... Um, a Snapchat account. You guys should actually follow her on Snapchat. It's very, very interesting over there. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so she has conversations with like tons and tons of people. And sometimes these are kind of the topics that come across. So what was kind of like the conversations you were having to basically trigger this conversation? Well, it was just like, you know, I would be talking to different people who would be like, you know, uh, I was, you know, touched mm-hmm. by an uncle mm-hmm. and now I can't even... Mm-hmm like enjoy sex with my spouse like I try but I literally just lay there and wish for it to end end. Mm -hmm. and it might not even just be like touched to the extent of all the way Mm -hmm. but just any sort of inappropriate touching for a young child Mm -hmm. can really have adverse effects on them as an adult as we can see in the specific woman as an example who is enjoying Mm -hmm. that's the word enjoying sex with her husband and has never actually discuss this with a husband out of fear of judgment because that's another thing we are afraid as a victim right of how other people would view us yeah perceive yeah yeah like we're like oh my gosh i don't want you to look feel sorry for me now. yeah exactly exactly so i'm not i'm not gonna say I'm that i'm not gonna bring it up and yeah. then we we like harbor all these like really deep 
dark things inside us. And I, I'm always blessed, and I say this, that people trust me enough to come and talk to me about stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I am not a registered psychologist, but I love talking to people about stuff. But she does have a psychology degree. I do have a psychology degree. <laughs> and I love talking to people about stuff like this because it's really deep and, you know, it, it, it affects our communities. Right. And we grew up in Zimbabwe, both yeah. of us. Yeah. And our culture back home really believes in not stirring the pot. Absolutely. You guys know this. And yeah. I'm maybe not just Zimbabwe. I feel like Africans in general. And I, I think, yeah. don't like to talk about things. I don't even think it's like Africans in general. I just think, yeah, and different like cultures, again, I'll, I'll like, yeah. bring up the Middle East as well and stuff like that. Like anything that just has to do with feelings. Yeah. Just like, just like, must be swept under like, the rug. Just put that under the rug. Don't bring that out. Smile. Here. Like everything Everything's is okay. fine. Don't let the neighbors know. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we obviously will go to our culture or where we're from, just because that's where we're from. That's what we know. Um, but essentially, like you can't go around just talking about your feelings no. like that. No. And you know, like this affects attachment styles. Like yeah. I said, so. As the psychologist that I am, <laughs> uh, I learned about this, uh, the types of attachments. Mm-hmm. Attachments, there's four types. Mm-hmm. And the most common one or the okay one, the one you want to be in, is something called secure attachment, which is basically you're fine. You know that if someone was to leave your house, they're coming back. Mm-hmm. Like not people are abandoning mm-hmm. you and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the one that I found that a lot of people in who I talked to on my Snapchat are uh, currently going through is avoided attachment. Right. And um, you kind of build a wall around yourself because you don't really want people Mm -hmm. to get too close Mm -hmm. with the fear of being hurt again. Right. Your hurt, like I said, could be something small or something huge. It really depends. However... Nobody should ever break down your hurt because it still hurts. Exactly. Just because it's small doesn't, doesn't mean, mean... Just because your hurt is less than mine that's a good or one. what you went through was, le- was less of not anything. as big yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean your feelings are not validated. That's a good point. Because right honestly, because someone could be like, well, you know, my dad yelled a lot. And then people are like, well, what's wrong with that? Yeah, like everybody's dad yells. Oh, Everyone's dad you know yells. What I mean? what, yeah. Why are you yeah. different? And yeah. it's like, but you don't know what that language could have done to that person. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were so broken mm-hmm. by their father constantly telling them, you'll never amount to amount anything. To anything, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and they grow up as an adult and, you know, now they can't get jobs and they're like, dad was right. Yeah. And I it, will it never amount to it, anything. And you feed off of that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just because you could brush off someone yelling at you mm-hmm. doesn't mean someone else could handle that. So right. these are really dependent, but... It's it's a it's a really hard thing to discuss, especially yeah. in our community. And so, like speaking of traumas, we're not gonna sit here and act like we ain't got none. We got traumas. <laughs> we got. We had to deal with them. Well, yeah, we're still dealing. we're still dealing yeah. with them. We're still dealing. Yeah, it's and not it's still, not over until it's, it's not over. exactly until the fat lady sings. <laughs> pretty much. And um, I think like for me, uh, like me and you always have these like conversations back and forth. Like we told you guys, we're going deep, so you guys get to actually like know us a little bit more in depth. But I think for me, um. I shouldn't be like the trauma, like one off of the trauma. <laughs> one off the traumas was the absence of a significant relationship of a care uh, a caregiver. Um, and not to say that I did not grow. I, I I mean I grew up with so much love. Like oh my goodness, like mm-hmm. I won't take that away from from anything. I grew up with so much love to the extent that 
it didn't even register that that could be something that was uh, possibly affecting me, which it was, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because you then kind of see that in the trend of, I guess, um, when we outgo like through relationships and so on and so forth. So the absence of a significant caregiver, not that that void was not filled, but because it's that specific, you know, at the end of the day, because of whatever, what is it, social norms or whatever, like the... In, in people's heads and how people grow up, you know, you want both caregivers and stuff like that to be to be present. And not to say I didn't have two caregivers, I did, but you know, just the absence of that particular caregiver was one of those like, and you can then see like, as I was growing up, how that would affect, affect relationships. my relationships mm -hmm. and, and so on and so forth. So um, for me, it was one of those having conversations with you and then going to like a therapist is one of those when I was like, Okay. It's that deal. <laughs> it's that. That's what's uh, yeah. you know kind of going on and stuff like that. But then you would kind of see. So I would. Um, it was one of those like um, it, it got to a point where like uh, in certain you would see the way I would handle like relationships. You would see it in 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 how I would like be in a relationship with a person and how I am dependent on like a like like a person not to be like oh my god like financially and all of these things no but just there was like you could see like um I don't, I don't want to use the word clingy but what's the word but you know I, I don't think it was clingy necessarily mm -hmm. I think it was a fear of mm -hmm. of abandonment of abandonment for you basically yes. exactly it was more so the fear of abandonment so yeah so you would see how that would like kind of like you know mm -hmm. um entail and like in uh, in like the relationship obviously like not not anymore but it's one of those like yeah it took some time and I was like because I lived for so long thinking I'm okay because I did because in my head I was still I still had love given to me tremendously so absolutely I'm not going to be even concerned with all of that mm -hmm. but you you can't run away from those kinds of things no. essentially yeah. um and what uh, what about you what kind of um trauma trauma <laughs> uh so I also grew up in a house full of love yeah um and I never understood parenting until I had my own kids um, so my son must have been a little under one when I did something very scary yeah. and I saw myself get so angry that I wanted to strike him. Yeah. Now I need to explain when I say strike, I don't mean spank. Yeah. Okay. White, white people, I still <laughs> will spank him a couple times, but when I say strike, I mean, I literally had so much force in my hand mm -hmm. that I could have hurt him if I had followed through with mm -hmm. the actual mm -hmm. what right? Mm -hmm. So I saw myself almost hit him mm -hmm. and it was like i had to check myself because i saw how small he was yeah and i was like then For what happens <laughs> then i will whack this little person and yeah. then what will and happen then what? and so i was like huh okay why did i have such a significant negative response like he was getting himself in trouble you know toddlers yeah. and whatever <laughs> like he was in a very um bad situation where he was going to get hurt yeah. and my immediate response was to hurt him more <laughs> yeah like like, like hello <laughs> i was like oh my gosh that's even yeah. dumb like why would yeah. i try to hurt him because he wanted to hit himself mm -hmm. so i was like no there's something wrong with that mm -hmm. and i had to like sit and really think about it i remember being so emotional about it and being like wow that's freaking fucked up yeah that i was willing to hurt him because he wanted to hurt himself. himself yeah and i was like that's messed up so mm -hmm. i had to like think about it and i was like why did i have such a 
uh, why did I have so much aggression towards someone so small? Mm -hmm. And then I just remembered that as I was growing up, like corporal punishment was normal for me. Mm -hmm. Like when I say corporal punishment, I just mean like being like stricken as a kid was normal for me. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) and, and, and majority, I want to say, I'm not definitely not going to speak for people, but majority of like just people, people yeah. back home growing up like that like where where like you know like you're fearful every time you got in trouble because i even think about like something as simple as breaking a glass back mm-hmm. home was mm-hmm. terrifying mm-hmm. am i lying or am i lying <laughs> no you're not like you would be scared no. <laughs> because wow you will be in trouble pretty much yeah. especially the glasses that were reserved for visitors yeah like what? <laughs> so I like just growing up with corporal punishment that surrounded me, not just at home, not at home, only. but at yeah. school, mm-hmm. like it surrounded my life. Like yeah. I remember you would get walloped yeah. for being late to cross country yeah. because yeah. I didn't make it to run. You yeah. will now hit me. So I run or, 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 or failing a test. <laughs> like help me. <laughs> Don't coach me. <laughs> coach me. Don't beat me. Up. Don't beat me. Or... I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, like that just it really affected me and mm-hmm. after that i was like no i need to sit down and deal with these feelings mm-hmm. and i even had a discussion with my husband mm-hmm. because he also experienced corporal punishment and that mm-hmm. was through school for him mm-hmm. and we discussed it and we're like as parents should we try different tactics right right like what should we do to discipline our children right that will work for us where we don't end up feeling like we've done something bad yeah and so we were like, yeah, maybe a light smack wouldn't be bad. And it's literally take the hand and be like, that was not nice, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. a light smack and then explain to them why they've done what they do. And this is what I do now. Like for me, what I do, my parenting style is if time my out. son is mm-hmm. being bad, usually it's a timeout. Uh, he goes in his, and he now knows. I don't know. <laughs> when mommy says timeout, he literally goes, ah! <laughs> going to Runs his timeout place. <laughs> <laughs> And then he opens his door slowly to check if timeout is finished. And you're like, still timeout, bang. <laughs> so like, that's how we do it. And then I always explain to him after the fact why you had to go to your room. To, to timeout. And yeah. I ask him, do you understand? And he'll say yes. Would yeah. you like to say sorry? He'll go say sorry to whoever he must have offended. Yeah. And it's working for me. Yeah. Versus. It is, yeah. Like what I initially would have done. Yeah. Like striking him, I'm sure he would just be scared. Yeah. Because it would be like, oh my god, <laughs> he's like fearful what did I all do? the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that that really just made me think long and hard about yeah, and what it's, it was. like, and it's definitely like a, a big thing, and that's something because just because you used to go through it, obviously, like you were raised, and, but I think that's big when you're able. Because this is another thing is kind of like. Um, what do we think the resolution is? Mm-hmm. We actually don't know. <laughs> we because don't know. we're not, you know, we're not psycho, psycho, well, she technically is. But we're not, you know, positioned in a place where we are professionals in, in that sense. We're just two individuals still going through our healing process, I mm-hmm. should say, um, and understanding it. But I think one thing for sure in dealing with it is firstly acknowledging Acknowledging the issue. So for me, I acknowledged my issue was um, the fact that I had so much anger Mm -hmm. and where was the anger stemming from? Why was I reacting so negatively? Mm -hmm. And then I also had to rationalize it to me because that's who I am. And I'm not saying this is the cure for everybody. This Mm -hmm. is the way. But for me, like when I sat down and before I even spoke to my husband, I thought about it. I was like, you know, 
there's a very big rise against beating women, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Men, whenever they strike a woman, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we protect our women, but we do not protect our oh, children. Man. Yeah, and children. Mm-hmm. We don't protect the children. Nobody mm-hmm. ever really talks about the fact that beating a kid, I mean, it's not great, but people don't really talk about it. Yeah. You see even like, you know, house help beating mm-hmm. kids back home. Mm-hmm. Um, house help is like, People in their house that, have, yeah, that, that help. help take care of the child. <laughs> yeah. Like nannies and stuff. Like mm-hmm. sometimes they'll get really upset and beat the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, care facilities. Even here in Canada, you'll hear this like, you know, language Crazies. of someone got like a kid got like pulled, like dragged by yeah. a teacher and stuff. And these are horror stories. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like if we are protecting women mm-hmm. from aggression like that, children. we should put as much like, like, I guess, what's the word? Uh, as much as of, of the situation that we're doing with our women right. in the kids as well. And right. that's when I was like, yo, like, actually, I'm done with that. I'm not going to do that. But that was how I dealt with it. It yeah. was just like rationalizing in terms of we protect this group of people. Yeah. We also need to protect this group of people yeah. and just make it like make it known that it's not OK. And that's my my stance on it. I'm not saying that if you're beating your kids, You're there's something wrong with you at all. Mm-hmm. Do not take mm-hmm. it that way. All I'm saying is it had adverse effects on, on me. On you, yeah. Like yeah. where I saw myself almost doing it to a very, I literally say he was under one, yeah. a very small child. Yeah. And after that, I was like, I bet. <laughs> no more. What do we do? But yeah, yeah. we pose this question to you guys. Yeah. What are your suggestions yeah. on what are your yes first of all what are your suggestions in terms of like how you think it is like or what works for you for those who are out there and have acknowledged the trauma that they have like kind of gone through and what it is that um you know and kind of you kind of see happening in your your life today you know from from your uh from your childhood and what you guys think would be um ways of dealing with that one thing we know for sure is the first part is the acknowledgement of it. Um, but after that, we're opening the floor to you guys to yeah. kind of figure out. <laughs> so what do you think? What, like therapy um, helps yeah. for sure. Therapy definitely helps. Yeah, for sure. Like we've both gone for yeah. therapy and yeah. it helps. Like definitely. just talking to someone. And I mean, therapy could be therapy in many ways. Mm-hmm. Therapy could be with a, you know, like a doctor or mm-hmm. it could be in church if that's mm-hmm. what you believe in. Exactly. Therapy could be with your pastor, mm-hmm. with small groups, whatever you believe in. Therapy could be with friends. Exactly. Like therapy is not ne- always necessarily in a room with a doctor with a pen and yeah, a pad. And pad. Like <laughs> it's honestly, therapy could be with your friends. You could exactly. sit there with your friends and be like, "I need to tell you guys something." Yeah, and then just you know, and just open it up to the floor because sometimes you know when you're going through these things, it's one of those. It's something that's in your you're you're in your head about it, mm-hmm. right? So I find whenever you kind of open it up and bring it out to the open, um, you get to kind of see sometimes, I mean, it's it's all bad, but you kind of get to see, oh, okay, it's not as bad, or kind of get to see like solutions that come out of that. Yeah, because right? the mind is a very powerful, oh my goodness. powerful um, mm-hmm. organism. And mm-hmm. if you don't, if you don't take some of the clutter out of mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. it 
it really affects you it in life. It definitely really affects you in life. So, yeah. So, we're opening this up to the floor. Like we said, this one was kind of a deep one. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like we said, please continue to engage with us. We absolutely love it. And this is one of the ones that we really want to hear um, what you guys think, what you guys um, think about the, this particular issue of childhood traumas. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. No. Hope you guys tune in to our next episode. We absolutely love the engagement, guys. Keep it going. Keep it coming. Um, I am your co-host Otney and I am your other host Ruby and we will see you guys in the next episode cheers Uh